0: Welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. I am your host, Paula Brennan, and I'm really excited to bring this episode to you today because I thought I would... I actually thought I would be recording this episode in a few weeks, if I'm really honest. So it's, it's an episode and a, a concept and a discussion that's been kind of ruminating around in my mind. But I actually ended up having this discussion with somebody yesterday who's joining my membership. And I thought that it was just really timely. I think sometimes the universe delivers you messages and sometimes you just have to listen. And so this one is quite poignant. And so what I really wanted to unpack with you today is where I would spend my time and my energy if I had a clean slate. If I was gonna start my business all over again from the very start, from the scratch, and I had the opportunity to kind of wipe the slate clean, where would I spend my energy and my time? And so I sort of narrowed this down and focused it down into five areas. And that's what I want to kind of unpack with you today. So hopefully if you're maybe in the early stages of your business, or maybe you're kind of thinking about slightly reinventing things and maybe sort of, you know, you're doing a little bit of spring cleaning in your business and you kind of want to understand where you need to focus, then this episode will help you today. Because I think sometimes it's really, really easy to get caught up in, the compounding list of things that you put on yourself to do in your business that really a lot of them, a lot of the time, they're not necessary, but you sort of feel compelled to do them because perhaps somebody's told you or perhaps your social media algorithm is screaming at you something. And so what I wanted to do was really sort of like, pull all of that away, to draw the curtains on all of that stuff for just for the next kind of 20 minutes or so, and just chat with you honestly about what I would do if I had the chance to start all over again. Now, this isn't to say that I don't love my current business model either. I absolutely adore my business. And it's funny, as I was looking through this, I was like, well, this is sort of pretty much how I kind of allocate my time and my my energy right now. But if I had all of my time, so if I wasn't doing photo shoots and I was sort of like at that clean slate level and I was sort of starting again, this is exactly what I do. So let's jump into this list, shall we? Because it's a good one today. So the first thing that I would definitely be looking at if I was starting from scratch is trying to develop my own sense of photography style really, really early on. Now, I understand when you're first starting out that it's really easy to be influenced by other people. And my gosh, I can definitely say that I was heavily influenced by other people for the first Uh, probably decade, right? That was, you know, you pick up a certain style and then you'd run with it for a bit and then you change it and all of that kind of thing. However, I do think that if you can sort of start to lock in your style and you can lock in your filters and you can lock in your overall kind of way and aspect of looking at things early on in your career and really work hard to actually develop this, like actively develop it, I think the quicker you can get to a signature style, the better it is going to be for you as an artist, but also mostly as a business owner. Now, I know that it's not always easy to find yourself. You can get frustrated. I remember I used to take photographs of couples a lot of the time back in the in the wedding days and I'd be sitting there and I'd be looking at it and I'd be studying it and I knew that something was wrong but I just didn't know how to quite fix it or I'd be looking at sort of like the filters that other people did and I I just couldn't quite get to it the thing is is that you actively need to spend time not on paid jobs but outside of paid work practicing and developing and really working and honing this down now, a great photographer to look at for this sort of study and this sort of technique is Roberto Valenzuela. If you haven't discovered him before, please go and check him out. Um, and he's got a book that I picked up at like a WPPI event, and it basically documents how he studied light, how he studied angles, how he studied shooting at different times of the day and how he started to really develop his style, but also develop his skill set as a result of it. Now, I remember there's one sort of set of photographs where he was literally photographing a teddy in a hallway, right? And he's watching the shadows, he's watching the light, he's watching the different things that happen at different times of the day. He's watching how if he shoots it at this angle or at this angle. it it, it all changes. And so like part of this process doesn't necessarily need to be giving away free photo shoots all of the time. Part of this can be simply doing what Roberto did and grabbing an object and starting to learn and to develop your style using inanimate objects to begin with so that then when you've got humans involved, there's a lot less learning time. Obviously, you've got to learn when you've got humans when it comes to posing and things like that. But if you are still at the early stages of your career and you're still not quite nailing light, you haven't quite figured out how to read light, you don't understand what happens when light reflects off a wall in a in a space that you're in or where it reflects off um, water features or anything like that, Then This is a great way to go out and learn, and it doesn't need to involve other people. So I would highly encourage you, as I said, to go and check out Roberto Volenzuela, Have a look at what he did and the lengths that he went to to become a fantastic and beautiful artist and more so to be a technician of his craft really quickly. He expedited that experience way quicker than most photographers I know to do it by simply just practicing. Now, if you've had formal education, then this might go over your head. But if you're like a lot of the photographers that I teach where you're literally picking up a camera and you are learning on the job or you're learning on the fly, then I highly recommend you do this. And similar, as I said, like developing your own style is one thing, but really working and developing your own brand is another. And those two things can go hand in hand. Oftentimes your brand has to do with um, how obviously how you see the world, but also how you want people to feel when they see your photographs and that's definitely intrinsically intertwined with the style of photography that you want to go for and you want to be you want to be capturing. Now for me personally, if I was starting from scratch, I would be spending about 15% of my time and my energy and my resources and my money in this particular space. So developing my own style and brand, I'd be putting about 15% of my time towards it. Now, the second thing that I would be focusing on in my business, if I had my chance to start again, would be to niche down early on. Okay, Now, niching down is really simply a decision, to be honest with you. It's about maybe trying a few different things, but then being okay with just like, zoning in on one particular area, because I do think that the the more heavily you can niche, the more quickly you can start attracting the right type of clients and people can understand whether you are for them or not for them. This whole niching down process really starts to really help you to be able to get rid of the price shoppers, people who are merely comparing you on price, going to every photographer who does everything, every jack of all trades, because if you are a, a niche photographer, if you are speaking directly to a smaller group of, of people who need your services, then you'll find that you will start to rise to the surface and become the more obvious choice for them when they're looking for you. Not for the price shoppers, but for people who value quality and are looking for a better level of service and are really looking for someone who, who is an expert in their field, if you can stand out and be that expert early on in your career, you're definitely gonna probably find that you'll have a lot quicker success in terms of you know, becoming a well-known photographer for a specific kind of genre of photography. Now, this does not mean that you cannot change, okay? Um, I am the master of reinvention. Of course, I was very heavily a wedding photographer, then I moved into the portrait space, and now I'm solely working in this personal brand area. That doesn't, that doesn't affect me, I doesn't bother, and I might have another revolution, I might have another change in my career. So that's totally fine. I think what you wanna try and do is just zone in and niche down for a season, yeah? And then you can see if that fits for you, and then if it doesn't fit, then you can perhaps look at something else. But I think really trying to directly work into a specific niche market is fantastic now i'm not going to give an allocation of time to this niching sector and i'm going to tell you why because i'm actually going to push the niching part into the marketing sector so that's where i'm moving to now number three is where i'd work on is my marketing i think the niching part of things really is a decision that you make and then you work on the rest of that niching when it comes to your marketing So yes, marketing is a huge component of any business. And unfortunately, I think it's the one that people leave to the last, they leave that to the very end. I know a lot of photographers that do no marketing for the first couple of years, they might be able to kind of like go off, kind of like word of mouth and things, but then when they want to step it up, they might feel like their resources are a little bit tapped out and perhaps they are not able to get the kind of traction that they want as quickly as they want. And that's because they haven't been sort of doing a lot of active marketing. Now you have lots of options when it comes to doing your marketing. You can be doing networking, particularly, I guess, if you figure out what your niche market is and you know where they're hanging out, you can be going and sort of inserting yourself in events, in different spaces where they might be hanging out online, and you can be networking in that sort of a manner. You've got social media, of course, that's the huge beer myth that we've got that we all know that we need to be doing, but are you doing it in an intelligent way? So is it in a strategic manner or are you just like sort of like shooting out posts here and there um, inconsistently and and not really kind. of of like doing any kind of measuring or watching of any of the stats or the results that are coming in. Simply being consistent on social media is enough. It's totally fine if you just do one to two posts a week. And that's, you know, for a lot of people, that's uh, that's a lot to get to, but you can use other strategies. It doesn't have to be all social media. Um, obviously, as I said, working on your niche market um, from the point before that I in point number two. So really honing in on that niche market and understanding. The <laughs> cat who they are, where they hang out, and really sort of making sure that you're directly speaking to them in your marketing. Um, and then maybe creating products and doing things around that or creating your marketing that's unique to what the, to what they need and to how they speak and where they're obviously hanging out. That's a really big space for you to be working on inside of your marketing. And then obviously you've got a lot of other ways that you can do it. So you can do things like paid traffic and you can be creating sort of like email nurture sequences And and things like that. But if I had my time to start again, guys, I would spend 50% of my time in marketing because 100%, speaking a lot of percentages right now, but absolutely doing active marketing for 50% of your time when you're first starting out is going to help you to not only hit the runway running, but take off in a massive way, okay? It helps you to learn. If you keep putting marketing to the to the back end of your business, you are just not gonna experience the kind of growth and that kind of consistency that you want. You're going to spend ages kind of like hustling and push, feeling like you're pushing rather than getting to that beautiful space where your marketing machine is working for you and you feel like you're drawing people in. Okay. There's a big difference between that feeling of pushing and that feeling of pulling people in or attracting people in. And so I'd, you know, I'd love to see you if you if you've got the opportunity to do this to spend fifty percent of that time in that marketing brain and in that marketing space. And look, if you've got the resources, like I said, the, the this whole kind of allocation of percentages is really about your resources like finances as well, right? So if I had my time again, I would be literally pouring 50% of my financial resources into my marketing. I wouldn't be putting it into my gear. I wouldn't be putting it into a new backdrop, even though I want that stuff. I would definitely be pouring it into the marketing because I think when you get to the stage of career that I'm in at the moment, you start to understand that it's not really about the lens. It's not really about the body it's, you know, having a successful business is, yes, all of that stuff is lovely. And it's nice to have all of the fancy lights and all of that kind of thing. But I could do what I do right now with very, very, very minimal lighting, very basic lighting. I could do what I do now with one body and probably with one lens, you know, and that would be uh, like, I could have a very comfortable and successful career doing that. If I was spending a lot of time in my marketing, which I do, but I'm just wanting to say that I cannot cannot express this enough to you, is if you can somehow make sure that you're spending a decent proportion of that time that you've got and the resources that you've got in this marketing space, trust me, it is definitely going to be paying off. Now, the fourth area that I would definitely be focusing on if I was starting again from scratch as well would be in learning sales techniques and learning how to create and actually crafting successful sales funnels. Now the only way that you can figure out if sales techniques or sales funnels are successful is actually by making sales. So of course you need to have that marketing set up first to bring in clients. But I want to talk to you about the different ways that you can learn how to sell because there are definitely two distinct phases that we are learning to sell in as photographers. Obviously, the first one is to actually get the session booked, right? So to actually be able to sell and entice somebody and, you know, help them to learn about you and to help them to figure out if you're the right person. That's one set of sales techniques there. The other one is when you actually have done the photo shoot and you need to sell the photographs to make a profit. Okay, so this is two different sort of sales techniques places and i think again it's a place that a lot of us photographers maybe shy away from i know in the first couple of years of my career i was probably a little bit shy about asking for sales after i did portrait shoots for some reason i had no problem selling wedding packages up front i think that's because it was understood and i found that an easy sort of um, cycle because it's just what people paid people were used to that and they were used to spending that kind of money up front. But it was funny when I moved to kind of like selling portraits and having like a session fee and then having to sell images afterwards, it was kind of a bit of an icky space for me. So even though I was over on this side, able to sell packages for, you know, $5,000, $6,000, I found it a real struggle to sell portraits for five to $600 sales even though I'd already done a lot of the work beforehand and the images were there to sell themselves. So there's two different distinct spaces that you need to sort of learn as a photographer, if you're going to be doing your own sales. And so I really think that you need to sort of learn and spend time in this specific space and crafting things that will work for you and your personality type. Now you don't always have to do in-person sales. You can let online galleries services do it for you. You don't always have to sell on phone calls. Sometimes you can sell from sales pages on your website. So it's up to you to find the way and the system that works for you and your personality type. But if I was starting from scratch, I would be spending about 35% of my time in this space Learning how to effectively sell me to get over any money blocks or any kind of blocks and negative belief systems that you might have around selling yourself, around valuing yourself, around all those funny things that can come up for us creatives when it comes to actually putting our hand out and asking for money. So if I had my time again, 35% of my time would be spent in this particular space and, and figuring out what works for me and for my personality type. Now, the last place that I would be spending my time and my energy if I was learning from scratch is I would probably spend 100 percent of the time that I've just said to you there, because if you've done your math so far, it adds up to 100 percent, getting a mentor to help me through it. (laughs) Okie dokie. So what I'm doing is, is I'm putting the mentor into the 100% box here because I think that if you can get somebody and you can find somebody who's already done what you want to achieve in your career or someone who's already walking in that niche path and is doing really well, if somebody else is willing to share their systems, if somebody else is willing to guide you through how to set up all of this in your business, then why not spend the time learning from them? Because it's going to save you a lot of time having to hack away and figure all of this stuff out. Sure, you can go to YouTube videos and you can definitely like piece together bits and pieces of what everybody else is doing. But let me tell you, the best success that I know I've had in my career is when I've immersed myself in learning from somebody who's already done it before me. Now, let me tell you, very early on in my career, I was lucky to be part of the Australian Institute of Professional Photographers. For you Aussies who are a little bit older in in years now, you'll know the AIPP. They used to throw big events and smaller events, and there was a lot of training that you could go to. And I have to say, a lot of those bigger events were fantastic because they allowed you to, yes, learn from a lot of people, but they allowed you to have exposure to somebody's teaching style before you necessarily committed to learning with them or committing to something bigger with them. Now, I, Made the mistake, I think, early on of trying to kind of take pieces of what everybody was teaching and try and stitch it up. I would spend like a month immersing myself in this little part of their technique, and then I'd spend a month going over here. And in the end, I sort of had a little bit of a mishmash of systems within my business. Then, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I was very lucky to be mentored by Sue Bryce. And that concentrated time of learning with her was an exceptional kind of uh, lesson for me because she She was very generous and taught me a lot of the systems that she had and I learned so much from watching her in action and being able to be a fly on the wall inside of her photo shoots that sort of immersive experience with her as a mentor was absolutely priceless for me. It actually made me then go and invest with another couple because I was still doing weddings at the time when I first started playing around with portraits. And so then I discovered a team called Matt and Katie that if anybody um, remembers them, they were a beautiful wedding photography couple who did weddings together here in Australia. And I went and did an immersive weekend with them. And it was like a three or a four day immersive with them, which was absolutely Absolutely amazing because you just get to learn so much more when you're sitting in the room with somebody when you're getting that hands-on kind of like learning and when you get to ask them questions that perhaps you might not necessarily get to ask in other styles of forums if that makes sense to you so I found that that sort of immersive mentor experience was really really valuable now those were the days when you couldn't necessarily do things online yes I knew Sue Bryce before she had that big beautiful platform that you guys might have played with now so So definitely now there is so much more immersive experiences that you can have access to with a mentor where you can either pay to have private mentorship with them or you can join in group experiences. And I'm not necessarily trying to plug myself here. I'm basically saying to you that there is, so many experiences that you can choose to do that can literally zoom you past a lot of those learning lessons. Yeah. It can help you to sort of overcome all of the blocks and the indecision and all of that kind of thing by having a system that's already in place for you to follow. So just a quick recap, because I really want to make sure that you are really taking this in, developing your own style and your brand, making sure that you understand your niche market, working with that niche market to develop a really tight and consistent marketing system, and then having the sales practices that work for your personality type. These are the main areas that I would encourage you to focus on if you're just starting out or if you're, kind of looking to renovate your current business model and then of course if you can and if you've got the resources to be able to do it to find a mentor to find somebody who can personally hold you accountable and also who can push you in the right direction when you get stuck or when you get blocked on things and give you the right type of advice that's tailored to your business solution and to what what will work for you and for your personality. So my friends I hope that this episode has been a little bit encouraging for you or eye-opening and maybe help you to just align and focus, because I think what I've just talked about, whether you've got a really successful business that's happening right now, these are sort of still the areas that I would keep focusing and drilling down on and making sure that I'm working on, because business doesn't need to be complicated. If you can get these kind of basic mechanics working well in your business, It's just a matter of just then improving and tweaking as you go along. So, hopefully, this has helped you. And if you like the idea of having me in your corner, whether it be joining in with some of my live training inside of the membership, or if you want to come and join me in an immersive retreat experience, make sure you click the show notes in order to be able to check out how to join me and to really accelerate your journey. Thank you, my friends, for listening. And I can't wait to share with you again next week. So